Garfiri Japan. episode of Got Fitted Japan and I am your host Johnny. And as you find folks know Got Fitted Japan is about three dudes, oh, two dudes, booze, Japan and the news. And uh faders, this is episode number 686 and um today we are really really honored to have the man, the myth the legend, a superhero in the music industry here in Japan on this show. We've got a legend, and um, I say this all the time, but this time I actually mean it. I'm freaking out. We're here with my friend, my my good, my best friend. Bestest friend. Bestest friend. <laughs> Daryl Baker. Daryl, welcome to the show, bro. Cheers, brother. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And it's called Got Fitted Japan, so uh, we're actually getting faded. Um, we had a couple of beers before the show, and now we got a, a six-pack of, was it Sapporo? Sapporo, yeah. Holy smokes. The gold star. What does the gold star stand for? Why, what is it? I thought like Vietnam had like a star on their flag. So when they I do. saw this, they do, right? I, so when I saw this beer for the first time a long time, when I first came to Japan, I thought it was a Vietnamese beer. I was uh, like, oh, that's cool. But, oh. I, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the gold standard. The gold star is just like, it means number one, the best thing. Gold yeah. star, you know, everybody gets the gold star when they're a kid. That's the best star you can get. Yeah, it should have three stars. The gold or three or five gold stars. Five gold star. Yeah, Sapporo dropping the star. <laughs> we got a star, bro. Yo, man, we got one star. It's like it's out of five. Man. We got one star. Fuck yeah. it, it doesn't matter. It's one. We got one. Like, well, at least we got one, right? Wear, <laughs> wear it with pride. That's our new logo. We got one star. Well, well that's how we uh, gauge our podcast. We're like, well, we got one star. We're good. We're, we're good enough. Well, now we're ripping, if we're if we're gonna slightly rip on Japanese beverages, like the strong mm-hmm. zero story that I have, I think is is worth telling. You got a strong zero. I'm, well, no, the name. Only the name. Only it's the like, name? It's almost a dad joke, almost at this point. Okay, well, I'm going to say something before you tell your story. We have a co-host, and I'm not going to say his name, but Tom is not allowed to drink Strong Zeros on this podcast ever again. I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to bleep that out, but Tom is not allowed to drink Strong Zeros ever again. Tom can never drink... Yeah, uh, dude. I, we, <laughs> strong Zero, man. It's a bad... Bad, bad beverage. Bad beverage. Okay, yeah, all right. So man, what's your story? Man, that's a bad, bad beverage, man. <laughs> no, but the strong zero thing mm. to me is, you know, they couldn't, you know, you have like your scale. We were talking about five stars. You get your scale from one to ten or zero to ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a strong zero. It's between, it's almost one. It's a strong zero. That's what I'd give it. Out of one to ten. I never thought about that. <laughs> I told you before the show, we don't talk about math. 
told you that. We were talking about taxes say, before the show, so I was like, whatever we do, we do not talk about math or numbers. You, you were talking Here about we, taxes. I, I was. I was. Yeah, well, I just paid them. No. So. no. Was, oh. That was you. Oh, You're dude. like, oh, I just did Oh. Oh, God. Um, dude, my, my stomach is going to start hurting in a second. Whenever I, whenever I get stressed out, that's the new thing. When you get old, that's what happens. Mm. <laughs> Thank God I'm drinking. This is my medication right here. Yeah, whenever I got a problem, I just drink. <laughs> Every day, hair of the dog. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I went to a show. Actually, I had a show last night, and uh, oh, my God. Yeah, we got wasted. One you my- had an exhibit. Oh, I didn't have an exhibition. Um, I, I organized the amp events at the show. Oh, you had an amp, amp one. Oh. Yeah, we had an amp one, and we it was like all like hardcore rock and roll bands and nice. stuff. And um, I've been to those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You performed one. Yeah, that's right. And um, anyway, yeah, one of my friends showed up and stuff, and he gave me a bottle of Jack Daniels. And I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. Now I don't have to buy drinks. You know, even though I get them for free. But anyway, so like I was pouring that a little bit and I was getting kind of tipsy and I was like, holy shit, dude, I got to get rid of this. So I started like meeting my friends. I'm like, oh, yo, yo, Taka, come here, come here, come here. Pour like a huge cup of like Jack Daniels. Everybody got wasted last night. I, I got wasted, but everybody got wasted last night. That's a good night, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't think and anybody that's remembers. Good, that's a good place to get wasted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so close to the station, too. That's like one of the beauties about that club. It's just you can walk to the station and not have to worry about anything, you know? Oh, I didn't realize that. To me, it's 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 kind of a... It's a funny location, that little area. I like it. Oh, Dogenzaka? Yeah, yeah. It's got some history over there. <laughs> There's a couple of little bars nearby that are very interesting. Yeah. Late night. <laughs> you got that, like, kind of smoke shop right next door. Sorry. Oh, the head shop place, whatever. Yeah, it's dude, the all the hippies shop. hang out there. It's weird. Yeah, it's a, Dogenzaka is a weird part of Shibuya and stuff, but mm. uh, I, I enjoy it. It's pretty exciting. Mm. Anyway, faders, uh, when you do come to Japan or if you're in Japan or if you ever want to come to Japan, hit me up and I'll invite you to one of my AMP events and stuff. We're always doing something twice a month. Oh, man. But uh, I don't want to talk about my musical background. I want to talk about your musical background. I mean, you are the legend. I mean, I, holy I'm smokes. I heard about you for like like years before I met you. They're like, yo, I know this drum named Daryl, man, this guy's amazing. Or da da da, you got to know about this guy named Daryl. And and I all and I met you because I just bumped into you. How did I meet you? I met you at a. I'm pretty sure I met Fever you, Moon event. I thought I met you at the Ruby Room, like well before that, though. But Probably. it might have. But it might have been one, at one of your amp events as well. Mm. But I mean, as far as like knowing each other, we we've we've had mutual friends for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, we have and eighty on Facebook. Before, so. 80 mutual friends, which is weird because I have 81 friends on Facebook. And that one, I think, is my mom. You don't know my mom, do you? Oh, wait a minute. She's a lovely lady. Does she? No. No, no, no you, probably, you probably don't know her. And if you do, I'm quite impressed. But uh, yeah, man. So we got a lot of mutual friends. And um, yeah. And the coolest thing is I always bump into you at the weirdest and most interesting places. I think the first time I saw you do live painting was at the Fever Moon show. Oh, yes. Yes, believe, yes, in Shinjuku. I believe yeah. so. I've always seen you at other places, but you weren't doing anything. Yeah. Like when you do the amp events, you're just doing the, the event and you're not painting. So I'm working, yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, yeah, it could have been five years ago, six years ago, maybe. Could have been. Met you. Could have been, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in Japan for like 20 years. How long have you been I'm here? Nine. Nine? Nine years? Nine years. Wow. Yeah, well, you're over like a couple of the humps. You've got the two-year hump, the four-year hump, and then the, the six-year hump. And then my after hump. that, yeah. Hump. The hump. Who said that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It's just weird. But, um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, they're the, the, the strangest place where I've met you. All right. I was... Uh, Give it would, to me. Give it to me. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. It was about like maybe six, five months ago. And my friend Reggie, who's been on the show, him, oh, he had a birthday. So him and like four of my other friends from San Francisco that we all went to college together, we all got together for Reggie's birthday. And we had this beautiful, big birthday for him in uh, Rapongi. And we went to the steakhouse and it was great. And it was like, I think it was like his 50th birthday. So we had to go fucking all on for it. Right. And um, anyway, after we had tons of food, and tons of drinks, somebody in the party said, hey, I know this really cool underground jazz club. Like, it's really hard to get into. It's kind of a hush-hush. You got to know somebody to get in and stuff. It is crazy. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. You know, I don't really I don't really know any jazz clubs or whatever in Rapongi. you know? I mean, I like jazz, you know? I mean, geez, Dizzy Gillespie. I mean, uh, Miles Davis. Love it, right? So, anyway, so we go through these alleyways, these back alleyways of Rapongi. We go up these stairs, down these stairs, up elevators. I mean, it's like, it's like almost like a game, right? It was like a video game from the 80s you know we're trying to find this place so we find this place and it's just a door with like this little peephole thing and so he knocks on the door and he like does says like something whatever and then somebody looks through the people it's almost like this 1920s speak easy kind of thing yeah yeah and so anyway the guy lets us in it's like this huge dude he lets us in and then my friends like talking to him and i'm like holy shit this is the real deal and we go in there and we walk in and i look over and i see a drum set on top of the bar, and you were up there drumming. And I was like, that's Daryl. I know that guy. Yeah. And then we came in. We got drinks with you guys. And you guys were playing jazz all night and stuff. And, yeah, it was great. I definitely remember that. That wasn't too long ago. That was maybe a month and a half ago at the most. No. Was it? Was it like three months ago? I'm really bad with time and numbers. I don't know. It could have been yesterday. No, I, I think it was within two months ago, I would I would assume. I, I mean, if it wasn't, I would be shocked. Yeah, but it I, wasn't that long ago. I can find out. I can just call up Reggie and be like, hey, Reggie, when's your birthday? Last month? Got it. Last month. <laughs> you don't remember You don't remember his birthday. I don't remember Reggie's birthday. But you'll definitely party with him on his birthday. That's all oh, that matters. Dude, dude, I've known Reggie. It's my birthday. We're fucking drinking. Like... <laughs> I'll be there. No, I've known those guys since college, man. I've known them since I was like, mm, oh, Cliff, the dude with the huge ears, dude. I don't I'm, remember that. Much. You don't remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of shots Bro, going that, around. That gig, that gig is so late. So yeah. this gig, beautiful place, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so friendly. Lounge and Ropongi, but. This guy, he showed up with his friends, and I, you know, it must have been late because you guys were pretty trash. And I know it, it goes, it goes till first train if you don't know the expression in Japan. But like, it's like five a.m. We stop playing music at the earliest. <laughs> so, yeah, you could have showed up at two, three in the morning and been fucking half blitz, you know. So I I'm sure I was blitz at the time. So I can't remember. No, I mean, there's so many drinks and so many shots, you know. But uh, yeah, no. We but have, we have the rum. We have the rum. That we oh, might, we, we do, might drink later. We know we will drink that rum. All right. Well, we got a six pack right here. Let's drink the six pack, and then after the six pack, then we'll go to the rum. We're here to drink, people. Oh yeah, Scott Fit in Japan. They know. He's got a list <laughs> of questions here. Oh yes, we're gonna have to get into the questions. Okay. And I'm I'm willing to answer these questions. Okay. All right. So, all right. I got some generic questions and stuff. Um. So, uh, Daryl, you are you're. I mean, you are kind of famous here in the Tokyo music scene. Um. First off, how many bands are you in? I know you're in two bands or three bands. 
I don't know if I'm famous, but maybe people know who I am. I guess okay, everybody famous, knows you, and everybody loves you. So that means isn't that the definition of famous? I don't know, man. I, but I'm infamous. I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, I'm playing with about seven different types of groups. Not necessarily like, am I in these bands? But mm-hmm. yes, I'm playing with like seven different outfits. I guess you could say. Wow. Wow. Like on a kind of regular basis. And then there's other things outside of that, but Mm -hmm. those are rare, more rare. I I can't even imagine doing two podcasts. (laughs) So, but how do you keep all the songs like in check? Like, how do you remember all the songs? Like, I mean, if you got one band that's doing like, let's just say Fever Moon is, is rock. And then like, you've got the jazz band and then you've got a couple other bands that may be fusion or something. Mm-hmm. Isn't it really difficult to like, just remember all the songs? I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine. And keep in mind, I'm not a musician, so maybe it's an easy thing. When you do it the way I do it. Yeah. It's not done very well. I should probably do it a little bit better, but yeah, it's a chore. So, you know, like sometimes I find myself not really being able to, I don't know, rise to the occasion i guess you could say but whatever but it it usually stems from not having enough time and you know but that's where you have to learn how to like pick and choose what you're going to do and what you're going to play so like there's some people that are very demanding and you know and you might let down those people more than the people that aren't so demanding Mm -hmm. but there's a balance and Mm -hmm. you should always be ready to play in a professional way and stuff like that but there's sometimes it's a lot more work than than you're given time for so you gotta be careful and you know I'm not saying that is is somebody who's never ready or whatever like that but sometimes you might think you're ready but you Mm -hmm. didn't get all the opportunity to like work on something so you gotta you gotta give yourself you know the time to be able to do multiple projects and shift from different genres and stuff like that but as far as music is concerned Mm -hmm. The, the music isn't really the, the issue. It's more just being able to give yourself enough time to shift and and think about what you're doing for that night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's enough time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't imagine you making a mistake or anything like that because the thing is, everybody has great things to say about you. I've never heard anybody say anything like, oh, Daryl, he played last night, but I don't know. You know, no, nobody's ever said that, dude. I've had people say that to me, but. Really? Well, yeah, but that okay. means they're your friends. <laughs> hey, man, it's okay, man. My friends love to talk shit about me in front of my face. I'm like, come on, guys, breaking my heart here. Come on. Oh, man. Most, most musicians are their own worst critics. So mm. most artists in general. So tell me about, we already had that conversation. Yeah, it's not something it's not, I mean, honestly, it's not something you're going to, you can take it to heart, but at the same time, it's like, if somebody's giving you criticism, it's like, mm-hmm. you got to listen. Like you got to be like, okay, what, okay. What are you feeling? Like if you don't mm-hmm. understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like if it's just like, you know, vindictive sounding or it's like, they just don't like me or it's like, that's different. But, yeah. But if you know, you're not, going full you know full on and like you're having a rough day or like it's you're just not like you're having some you had a couple issues whatever with some song or something Mm -hmm. like that you're like fuck i don't know those types of things happen but how you take the criticism and how Mm. you deal with it and how other people deal with it is kind of just how the music world kind of stays gelled like some people don't gel some people do Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm 
You you play in a lot of different genres. Which genre is like the most critical? Would it be jazz because it's so technical, or would it be rock because everybody's people are critical. drunk? <laughs> people, people are critical usually. It's not mm-hmm. about genre or whatever it is that you're playing. It's more the like person to person type criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had a lot of guys that I've played with um, that have told me you know some really cool stories about some really big name people that they played with who've given them great criticism who've given them great advice oh yeah so there's always that stuff out there so you have to be open to that stuff oh yeah 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 i couldn't agree with you more um yeah i mean the worst thing is actually uh really believing somebody when they blow smoke up your ass you know i mean that that could definitely be i mean almost self-destructive if you believe that you know and uh yeah that's why i don't believe that (laughs) well i I mean to a point Mm mm-hmm it's it's nice to get praise and it's 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 awesome when people appreciate what you're doing mm-hmm. for whatever reason it may be mm-hmm. but yeah you you know some people are just trying to get close to you or trying to i don't know get you on your podcast yeah i know how that is not like that no 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 that's uh, that, that, i mean yes you're joking <laughs> but it's a different it's there's a, there is a difference there are some people mm-hmm. that even at the level that I would consider myself at, which is basically no level at all. Like, there's still people who are, like, trying to do things with you just because they think you're something. Mm-hmm. So it's an imagination situation. It's not like, you know, I'm sure a celebrity deals with this stuff seven, ten, eightfold. Like oh, yeah. Seriously, no, that's the mm. thing. It's like people just are, like, imagining these people as somebody else. And they're like, I'm not, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just an average <laughs> Joe drinking Sapporo on a Saturday night. <laughs> but it, it's it's such a weird thing to kind of think about. But yeah, mm-hmm. like you're you're like you're one of the most famous people. I'm like I'm not that famous. So everybody loves I, this I, guy. I, I could only imagine if if I knew I was famous. If so, like mm-hmm. I, nobody had to tell me or something like that. It would mm-hmm. be very, it would be very different. You'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> People, th- people are all over this place. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you think you're famous when a famous person tells you that you're famous? Like a Brad Pitt, like you know, he comes to Japan every so often. What if you, what if you, what if you're playing, you're playing at the jazz club, and all of a sudden Brad's like, "Holy shit, you're Daryl! I, I saw you on Got Fit in Japan." <laughs> you're no, like, "Oh no, that, shit!" No, that would be funny. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be, that would be cool. I'd be like Brad Pitt, man. Brad Pitt digs. I don't know. Obviously, it would be my voice because he saw me on this podcast. He hasn't seen me play. He's like, I'm just coming to see you play because I consider, I consider you uh, an interesting dude just just based on this podcast alone. Oh my goodness! But nobody, that would be amazing. We do have a Brad Pitt, but it's Brad Pitt in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a completely different person, but he's a wonderful person. He's great, though. I love that guy. Thank you very much for tuning in. And 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 Brad, if you're there, if you're really there, and if you hear this. You gotta leave a comment, or you gotta say something about what it was like growing up with that name, because I couldn't imagine. Brad Pitt, my ass. <laughs> You're like, no, it's my name, man. Like, they're like, yeah, bro. Dude, I have one of those I names. See. <laughs> true, true. I have one of those names. Yeah, true, I, I true, get a lot true. of shit for my name. <clears throat> true, true, true. You're just trying to steal his thunder. Oh God, no, he's not known for anything good anymore, dude. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine, like in nineteen like forty seven, like a kid that was born and his name was Adolf Hitler? You know, oh. he's like, could you imagine that? 
<laughs> oh. oh no, it wouldn't be 1947. It'd probably be like probably before that, like 1936 or whatever. He's like 14 years old. He immigrates somewhere, and they're like, Uh-oh. so like he's in school in America, and the teacher's like, okay, so we Douglas Smith here, Joe Johnson. If he was here. born in the 20s, it would be worse if he was actually like doing shit. <laughs> oh no! No, if he was like the real Hitler, no, no I was. No. I meant some. He's, Af- he's no. like in his twenties, and like the war started. You're like, oh fuck. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like this guy. This I guy named Adam. You're like, that's my fucking. Name. Oh god. I, I don't even know how to change a name. Everybody call me Buck Rogers. It's, it's like all the all the Karens, all the Karens now. They're like, yeah, my name's Karen, but I'm not that fucking Karen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, uh-huh. uh huh. It's Karen with a C, not a K. Okay. <laughs> They'll just have to. They'll just have to be fucking more, more gangster and fucking get some black in them and change Karen to a Q, like a Q U or something. Oh, you my can, name's I, Karen. My I, name's Karen. I guess you could do that. <laughs> if, I, I would if, do my, it. if I was a girl, my name was Karen. I would. I would just like be like, oh gosh, I got to be nice in Q-U- every situation. Q-U-E. Every situation. Somebody cuts me off on the road. I'm like, it's okay. Don't worry. You go ahead. <laughs> Q U E R A N N E. Karen. Karen. Kieran. So it would look like Kieran, but it would be Karen. Because people would be like, oh, you're like, it's Karen. It just looks weird. You've never seen those names? Come I on. would just change. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I would just change my name. I'm like, just call me uh, Stephanie. Call me Butch. But call me Butch. Well, I don't know. Okay. Call Butch is. Dude, nobody named Butch is like a nice person. <laughs> Have you ever. Hey, my name is Butch. You're like, uh. Are you namist? I am a namist. Dude, do you know my name? Dude, I get so much shit from my name all the time. I'm a namist. I get, Your I get. name is super... It's one of the most generic names. John. Yes, my, my birth name is, yeah. But, it, my, but I mean, of all the names in America, or in male American names, like John is one of the most used or known. Michael, these things. These, these yeah, names. yeah, John, mine is Bob, little, Joe, Daryl. Mine's not, not on that list. That's a cool name. What's a bad name? Butch. There we go. Butch is a bad name. Don't name your... Who would name their kid Butch? Who would do that? So I was like... I don't, I don't know if The, the kid comes out and they're like, ah, it looks like a Butch. Fuck. I don't know if anybody... Some, it's, it's, it, I mean, that might be surely a nickname. Maybe. Butch. Butch Cassidy. Oh. I don't think his name was Butch, though. It's probably Randolph... Williamson Reed. Maybe Cassidy. it was Hitler. He's like, call me Butch. <laughs> like, like, His name's Hitler. He's like, oh God, my name's Hitler. Everybody call me Butch. <laughs> it's my new nickname. Well, his name's just Adolf. Like Adolf Williams Cassidy. You're like, they, but the goddamn. Oh, I can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad. But that was way before <laughs> Hitler. You know, Butch Cassidy's way, way before that. Oh, jeez. Okay, all right. So, all right. So we've we've gone to the Wild West. Yeah, we're we're way off the tracks. Question okay. one. Uh, well, beer we're, two. We, beer two. Well, no, that's beer three for these. Oh, actually, okay. yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How did you get into music? If we're gonna go generic. Ooh. How did I get into music? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I guess. Because I play the drums primarily, I guess it would be more how did I get into the drums? Because getting into music started a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, I think like getting into the drums super, is probably a better young. question. But I started playing the drums, I guess, mainly to to have some kind of access to playing music, mm-hmm. which I wanted to do a few times before that. But, you know, super young age, like eight mm-hmm. years old, playing, you know, taking guitar lessons and not really liking it because it hurt my fingers. and But... Mm-hmm. 
as an alternative to swimming, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something just for myself, like something to do when, you know, because I couldn't really do a lot of shit. Basically, I didn't have a lot of free time. So I took up drumming and my mom had told me, like, you're not going to get a drum set unless you take some drum lessons. So I took some mm-hmm. little drum lessons. And then by the time they had taught me some beats or whatever, I, I told my mom I was ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do this shit. Let's get that drum set. She's like, you think you're in the teacher's like, I, you know, you could probably get them like this cheap drum. I was like, mm-hmm. She got me the cheapest one. I learned how to play on the cheapest drum set. Hi-hat was broken two weeks later. Like, just whatever. So mm-hmm. I just busted it out. Started playing on my own, and that was when I was 14, around that time. But I just kept playing to play. Like, I don't, I don't know. I always thought the music was more like a, a, just a kind of a jammy, you know, camaraderie type thing. But mm-hmm. the, the better you get at it, the more it's, it, it turns into conversations with people that, like, you can actually enjoy if you're actually good enough to think while playing and understand music enough where you can go in and out of different genres and stuff like that those types of things actually kind of drew me more into it so i just didn't stop Mm -hmm. the the hobby so to speak so yeah but playing like for bands and stuff didn't stop didn't start until actually i stopped swimming so that was like mid 90s and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i started playing in bands more often even though i had bands before that i didn't really take them too seriously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah playing music in bands was yeah mid 90s writing music it's been like that ever since pretty much wow that's awesome that was the golden age of like rock and roll like grunge when i mean it went from like heavy metal like i mean it was like i mean heavy metal was so big like for example i mean you had the hair bands like i mean you had Guns N' Roses, you had Poison, Warrant, and all that stuff. And then Nirvana came out, and then boom, everything just changed. So you were there right in the middle of that, you know, going from one genre to the next. Were you playing that kind of music at that time, or were you into no, jazz? No, no, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really fond of grunge when it came out, because at the time I was a little bit more into, I guess, I was getting more into, like, serious prog music. Oh, wow. Because I was, through, like, the late 80s, early 90s like I had already transitioned out of like doing like the early stuff with like punk mm-hmm. and classic rock and like kind of simple stuff that gets you into drumming like I started moving into more difficult musicians and difficult stuff by that time so I was really listening to a lot of different crazy shit and you know I'm a really big fan of the Grateful Dead and stuff like that as you know mm-hmm. so I like a lot of jam and jazz and you know things like when you start to listen to things like Mahavishnu Orchestra mm-hmm things change as a musician you're like if this i mean this shit's like insane like these guys are on a whole another level Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. at a young age when you're just getting started doing what you're trying to do you're like thankful for those types of influences because Mm -hmm. you're like it can't get much better than this these guys are the best musicians in the world Mm -hmm. they just happen to be playing fucking wild ass shit that's actually intriguing to a young person where it's just fucking you're like <laughs> they're just on fire, but yeah. you're like they were young too when they were playing this shit. They're not; they're still able to do it, and they do it. But they did it when they were younger, so it's like young jazz was like a huge thing for me when I was in that era of the '90s. So the grunge stuff was not as exciting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was all around me. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard not to know these songs and 
I guess it's kind of it's interesting because I always I always had this idea in my head where it's like yeah if I hear songs on the radio and like the popular they're very hard to forget like they're super catchy and mm -hmm. you know that was always something that was kind of interesting but it still takes work to get through that and be able to play but being in that that era wasn't you know wasn't something that I really liked to focus on musically mm -hmm. but now <clears throat> I'm glad I grew up with it because yeah. people want it again it's like now it's like classic rock to know, some people and I'm, like, I'm like <laughs> Did, I was talking to a guy uh, that you want to hear no 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 it's okay it's okay I was talking to a guy about um, what were we talking about, we talking about Netflix what did Josh show up yeah she's right so Somewhere, she's hanging out. She was crunching before, but she'll be back. Yeah, she'll be back. She's just chilling. But uh, whatchamacallit, I was talking about Netflix, and I brought up Elvis, like the new Elvis movie, you know? And I was like, my God, that Elvis movie's crazy. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to this dude. He's, he's a Japanese dude that's older mm -hmm. than me, right? Yeah. And uh, we're talking about it and stuff. And then he didn't know that that was like a real movie, like a real Elvis was a real person. And I'm like... What? Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, wait... What, I, like what I mean, like what what did he think Elvis was? I don't I don't think he knew of Elvis. Oh, okay. He okay. I guess he grew up. He lived his I, whole life I, I up to like today. Like, wait, Elvis isn't a real person. Not, no, no, no. Elvis is real. He's Jesus. <laughs> he's like Jesus. Nobody can talk. I'm like <laughs> no. He's nice to do. A lot of people think Jesus is real. I don't know, but well, I mean, but like, <laughs> but it's so far ago, long ago. I know, but yeah, he didn't know that Elvis is a real person. He just thought it was like a movie, right? So I was like, yeah, uh, no. I mean, Elvis was a real mo person, and this movie. Yeah, isn't that weird? I couldn't no, believe it. Uh, that's interesting. I thought everybody all over the world, well, all mostly all over. I guess we're we're old enough to to believe that, but I guess it isn't true. That's weird. That that kind of takes me back to that uh, one thing with uh, mm. uh, there was a, a text string that was like a meme or something, but it was ah. basically about I think Kanye mm -hmm. and Paul McCartney did like some song together. Did they really? I, or they said they were going to do it, or maybe he did something with Kanye on an award show or something like that. So oh, I guess yeah, happened. Paul McCartney and Kanye, I think it was Kanye, did something, and people were commenting like, "Oh man, Kanye's going to blow up. It's going to fucking blow up this guy, Paul McCartney." I was like, "Oh no, like, they, they no thought, like, way!" They thought like Kanye was doing that, was doing Paul McCartney a favor for like doing something <laughs> with him. I was like, "Bro, oh no, are you serious?" Literally, like the, oh, I don't know. Shit. I don't know if it's real. It could be some fucking AI bot bullshit with people just making up conversations. But it was fucking hilarious because I was like, "This is so funny <laughs> oh, that people have no idea who Paul McCartney is, but they love Kanye." They're like, "Dude." All I know is whoever the fuck Paul McCartney is, man, he got fucking the hookup. I was uh, like, oh, no. whoever he is, I'm like, whoever he is. Uh, who is they, Paul McCartney? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who's <laughs> Paul McCartney anyway? I mean, we're only dealing with like, you know, top 40 hits. Like, who's Paul McCartney? Like, yeah. kind of one of the originators of the format. <laughs> we're listening to it's like they're the reason why they created this shit yeah <laughs> you want to keep hearing this type of stuff over and over and over again revolutionized the music the first people who were like in that type of shit banging oh. it out man could you imagine the world without the Beatles no that would be everything would be different we'd probably listen to like we'd probably well, no, listen no, no, to I Rush that I don't I'm think joking. that I don't <laughs> think would happen but I can't mm. imagine a world without the Beatles just because the Beatles basically are kind of like how people 
see themselves as celebrity in music like they're like mm. oh, i'm gonna be big you know like people are gonna want to see me and people are gonna be crowding me and i'm mm. gonna have to have protection like that's kind of how they see celebrity oh yeah yeah that's right huh because they're one of the first people one of the first like i was saying like they're like the first band that like was doing that type of like super promotion like people were pushing them like crazy you never plus they were talented as fuck so like you mm. can't oh yeah you can't deny that aspect of mm -hmm. it. but they were like right time right place right people yeah yeah it was crazy you know, they had top 40 before they had rock and roll before but it wasn't like that mm -hmm. elvis was before that it, he wasn't even like that yeah they would get off the airplane and people would be freaking out you know like ah you know god i wonder if that's ever going to happen to podcasting probably not <laughs> but you could make it happen you, you could faders <laughs> if all of you just told one person about got faded japan <laughs> There's yeah, one, one, mm -hmm. and that one tells another one, which means there's now three of you. Is that a Ponzi scheme or that is or a domino oh, no, you effect? Wanna, you don't want to talk about this. You don't wanna, that's that's Ponzi math, scheme. Math. <laughs> My accountant wants to have a meeting with me on Monday, and I'm so worried. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just wants to have coffee. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Let's not talk about that. But yeah, going back to the Beatles, the Ringo Starr, dude, that guy was an incredible drummer. I mean, he speaking of like a basic drum set, I mean, if you see that guy, I mean, like the early Beatles, he just had a basic drum set, right? Now, I don't know much about music, right? But you see that drum set and then you see like the beats and the music that he's producing. You're like, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, you got to listen to it. I mean, to me, it's not exceptional it's good at the time though at the but time would that stuff, be good or the stuff that he does it's great actually that some of the stuff that he does i think is fucking badass hmm. but not all of it i mean it's just what it is it's like but i think the interesting thing that i think people get kind of caught up in with ringo Starr is that he's actually left-handed drummer playing on a right-handed kit so he plays things very differently than people approach mm -hmm. you know music with like they they just wouldn't do it that way and it's because he didn't physically do it that way like that was just the way he played mm -hmm. so i'm like you got to play like him first of all but mm -hmm. i'm not saying he like he will tell you he's not the best drummer but it's not about a, it's not a competition it's not it's not who's the best drummer that's why people really like what he does i'm like because he does what he does and he does it in a tasty way like that's mm -hmm. what matters so if you want to play a beatles song mm -hmm. as a drummer you got to pay attention to how he's doing it because that's the one of the best ways to do it. Other people want to fuck with it or do things and they want you to play it heavier or rockier or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but what he's doing is how it should be done, I think. Mm. Because I'm kind of a purist in that type of stuff. Like, I like it to be done the right way. But it's just there's so many rock songs and so many pop songs that are super popular that you can't play them the same way and have people enjoy them live. Mm. They just without all the right microphones and setup it just doesn't work so you end up playing things differently and that is kind of your interpretation that's so, really cool so it's not it's there's not to me there's no competition Ringo Starr does what Ringo Starr does and I'm sure if he played it again he would probably play it very very similar if not exactly the same and somebody would need to be micing his shit up to make it so it's possible mm -hmm. to do that in a huge arena when he was doing it in a small studio like come together is a perfect example of something like that where you listen to the drums it's like they're not loud they're not aggressive they're mm -hmm. soft he's got you can tell they're muffled mm -hmm. you, you can't really pull that off live 
mm-hmm. easily. It's, it's just like it's got to be a chill situation where people can allow that the drums are that soft and quiet. They're not the loud part of the song. Like mm-hmm. The bass is louder, just as aggressive oh, as yeah. that. So it's hard to get that kind of a mix. But people don't want to hear that. Bands don't want to hear that. So many people don't want to hear that. I want to hear that, but drummers very often don't get what they want, so I don't fight that fight anymore. Are you seeing the drummers or the the guy in the band that gets kind of pushed around? Oh. Oh. Well, all right. I want to talk about drumming. All you drummers out there, comment below. Tell me what you think. Because I know what you fucking think. We never say that. We, we do. You got to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, comment below. We never do that. We just get drunk and talk. No, shit. I want to know what people say, man. Because well, I mean, if people don't want to comment, but if you have an opinion on this matter, comment below. I would. I would say your opinion is is something that I would like to read. Awesome, awesome. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting yeah. into it, man. He's. I'm, I'm getting him uncomfortable. He's like, fuck. We got wars. We got people fighting online. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I love that kind of stuff. But uh, I want to talk a little bit more about drumming and stuff. Like, um, mm. like uh, I've got friends that are drummers. Well, actually, I know a lot of people that drum. And and the thing is, like, they usually hold the drumsticks like this, like rock and roll style, right? And I just saw Anvil match, match group. Yeah, yeah match, like this. I guess match style. It's but match group. Match group. But uh, yeah, I saw Anvil. I saw the band. You know, Anvil, Canadian heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lead singer, uh, Lips, good friend of mine, really cool guy, awesome band, Faders. Uh, look up Anvil, listen to Anvil, Anvil fucking rocks. If you can see them live, pff, well worth it. Great show. But anyway, I saw them live, and um, the the drummer, Rob, he was holding the drumsticks, because I was like, I mean, I was there, and I was like sober for half the show, because I like to be like sober, you know, and I kind of like sip on a beer for like half the show, and then after, after like uh, they, they take a little break or whatever, and they're talking, I'm like, I am going to get drink, drinks. So anyway, because I noticed- Because sober's overrated, that's what. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like to no, drink. No, 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 good, good. <laughs> I like to get is how I roll. So anyway, but he was holding the drumstick, one like rock style and one like jazz style like this. Yeah, traditional group, yeah. Is this traditional style like this? Yeah, if you use your snare hand, mm-hmm. you know, in in your like middle this. fingers like here. So Like he's holding it like, like that? It's almost like it's sideways compared to this, so. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's that's how he's like holding, yeah, exactly. I think that's exa- maybe opposite, that's like but yeah. Traditional <clears throat> that's traditional group. style? And I think it's, it's out of I think it probably bore itself out of just style of where the drum was when people were playing it, like mm-hmm. marching band style. Like they're playing the drum low down here. Yeah. So, like playing it like this wouldn't be able to get good sound. Mm-hmm. So turning your stick this way gives it easier. So if the drum this way, you have to play it like this. It's not going to be very easy. So I'm sure it came out of necessity more than anything else. Okay. Wow. But it's definitely a much more powerful way of playing with your left hand. Okay, yeah. To yeah. me. But playing with your right hand like that strategically, like, mm. it's like it's hard. Like you got symbols over there, so you need extension with this hand. You need mm-hmm. extension with at least one hand. But this, because you can't get a lot of extension mm-hmm, holding the mm-hmm, stick. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you get a lot more power. I get it now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. I, when I see a lot of bands, I mean, I see a shit ton of bands here in Tokyo. Most people hold the, the drumsticks like uh, how children hold like forks and knives. You yeah, know, man, like they just cool. grab it, right? But it's not. It's not that. Cool, not cool, that cool. Hardcore. Not that. I don't know. You, diabolical. It's not that fucking. 
<laughs> they're like this. They're just banging shit. No, but yeah, but you know, seeing him play like that, I mean, it's, it's heavy metal. You know, was, but you, you you need a you need like a like my, a pendulum. You need some kind of a a, a pivot point. Uh huh. So, like, you don't hold it like in your hands like this. Uh-huh. You hold it in more in your fingers. Really? You usually, yeah. When you play, it's not like. Like, you can hold it like this. You can have control with all your fingers, and that's yeah. one way of doing it. And it creates a different type of sound with the hit. But mm-hmm. if you want to bounce, you got to let go of that thing, and you need a pivot point to do it. Oh, okay. So you're not holding very tightly when you're playing a drum. Um, anyway, I watch a lot of bands where the drummer plays, like, Animal from, you know, like, the Muppets, so... <laughs> yeah, even, even, even when you're playing it heavy, like, you're not... It, you'll just hurt your hand over time like it'll be way too strange if you're playing every night and you're like gripping you'll there's no fucking way really you need to relax like you'll fuck up your hand man jesus okay well many times as you're beating the fuck out of the drum like if you're holding it like like your wrist would just be fucked dude wow i'm so glad you're here to tell me about this man that's that's interesting to know so you sorry about the cursing everybody ah uh, it's got fit in Japan, so, yeah. It's what, not what, really what, a family what, episode. What did you show. call them? Got the fit, fit. What is it? What are they called? The people, your audience. Oh, our faders. Faders. Yes, they're faders. So, what are, what are faders? Faders are people that listen and watch Got Fit in Japan. Yes, okay, yeah. They're, they're they're basically our people. And Got Fit in Japan is basically two dudes booze Japan in the news. We talk about the news. In this case, you're the news. And uh, getting faded means having drinks and hanging out with your friends. And that's what we're doing right now. We're we're all a bunch of friends hanging out and we're learning about playing the drums. And actually, for everybody that's listening to the podcast, you should definitely go to YouTube and watch what we're talking about because that will make sense. Because for all the people that are just listening, they're driving their car, being like. What the fuck are they talking about? Holding it like this and holding it like that. that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm driving a car. Yes, yes, yes. Just go to the YouTube page and watch it on YouTube. And then you'll, you'll figure it out that you're supposed to hold it like this and not like this. Yeah, don't go now. Don't. Well, if yeah. you're driving, don't, don't do not And don't be drinking and driving, okay? Because a lot of people listen to the show and they drink, right? So they're, they're drinking with us while you they're watching. You might spill your drink. So. No, don't drink and drive. Skateboards and or, are yeah, bad. Or, or, Roller skates before, are bad. Yeah. Roller blades are bad, too. Yeah. Just be stationary when you he's, listen to he's Cup giving, He's giving you the adult way of thinking about it. So. <laughs> yeah, I got to. I think legally I have to. I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you jokes, man. <laughs> But yes, you might spill your drink as well as get arrested. So, oh man, you choose which was worse. You oh. choose <laughs> like ninety nine ways to die. Choose one. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you grew up in Ohio. You moved to New York, and here you are in Tokyo. So. Did you play music all the way through? Did music kind of like uh, make you move? Like whether you're playing like no, music no. in Ohio and you're just like, dude, I got to go to New York. I know that's the no. place. And then, no? It didn't It didn't go that way. I started playing music in Ohio, yes. But mm-hmm. it definitely didn't turn into like, I, I'm trying to travel around the world to do this music thing. No. Mm. Music didn't have any real uh, pull for me as far as like a career or something to do. As far as like moving and things like that, it's it's never had like the pull for me. But I did always look for outlets to play wherever I moved, mm-hmm. and I knew that that was going to be part of what I was doing. The only one that was a little bit different, I think, was probably when I first. Well, I, it's only really been two cities since I really started playing music. I guess I mean I started playing music in Ohio, but then I went to college in Arizona, so mm-hmm. that's when I kind of started playing more music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're Arizona. in college, yeah. But then from Arizona, I went to New York. Mm. But when I went to New York, 
you know, it, it, it's interesting. Like I was playing a lot of music in Arizona, mm-hmm. and it just just wasn't it just didn't feel like it was working for me or it didn't feel like it was something that I wanted to think about so much mm-hmm. as far as a profession just because it was it was a struggle I guess more than anything else like I, it wasn't that that was like my profession like I played music and I did a lot of music but in, even then I was probably playing in like seven bands you know stuff again like, <laughs> stuff like that nothing changes but, but I wasn't making any kind of real money so I was working like these odd jobs and stuff like that so mm. I ended up getting another degree and then moving to New York so I could get a job to support my artistic habits. <laughs> You're talking to a painter. <laughs> Trust was, me, I know. <laughs> but that was that was the reason. That was the mm. catalyst to move to New York. It wasn't, mm. I want to play more music. Actually, I quit playing music when I moved to New York for like three months and then... You quit playing music in New well, York? Well, I, I was like, I got to get a job. I got to fucking do oh, something. I got to support yourself. Pay I gotta, the rent. I got to figure out how I'm going to make this work. If I'm going to continue to play music or do art or any of this type of stuff, I got to make money. Yeah. And I wasn't making enough money being a musician and doing staging and working at coffee. Like, that just wasn't working for me. So mm-hmm. the music thing wasn't panning out, even though, yeah, it's supposed to be a struggle. You could keep doing it. I was like, I wasn't playing in like a a band that was like on the cusp of making it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have a band like that mm-hmm. when I left Arizona. So I was just playing like cover bands and stuff like that, like in some random stuff. So it was never a, a main reason why I moved anywhere. Like when I moved to Japan, like Japan was just like, I just want to get the fuck out of New York. And I liked Japan and I'd been here a bunch of times and it was more about just changing cities to like do something else. But I knew I could play music here too. Oh, yeah. That was always, it's always been something that's been important, but mm. not necessarily the thing I've been focused on. Mm. But I, I I definitely give a fuck about music. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I know. It's a huge part of my life. So <laughs> I I think but, that's all we talk about whenever, well, actually, we talk about the Midwest a lot of the time. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can see it how I see it. Like, it's difficult, man. It's not mm. a, I have other things I can do. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to just be like, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. Yeah, you know, it's tough to do that, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket. I envy people that can do that. For me, I love organizing music events and art exhibitions, and I love mm-hmm. paint. I mean, I'm a painter. I mean, it's in my blood. You know, I, I'm an artist. That's it, you know. But it's just like I love doing these other things, you know, and I, I think that's. What is it? Is spice? Is it spice? Is the essence of no? That no. That's Dune. That's, that's Dune. Dune. <laughs> You're going to Dune. I'm going too deep. We need man. to get all the spice. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny shit. Dude. Why do we drink too much? No, 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 no. Uh, let's keep it going though. Okay, no, no, no. no. Uh, spice is the variety of life. Is that what it is? Yeah, it is. That's the saying. Like to uh, yeah to do a lot that's of different things in life is actually a good thing that makes your life more flavorful. Oh, do you know there's like like fucking there's like tens of thousands of people listening to this being like, you know, it's spice is the variety of life. You fucking idiots. Put the beard down and pick up a book. You know, there's probably so many. I don't know the exact quote. You know, I, you know, I, but I, I think that's close. It's, it's, it's close enough. Yeah. The sentiment is there. Yes, I understand yes. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. The heart is in the words, not how they're said. <laughs> I don't think that's the same. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I love podcasting can, with my friends. This is the best thing. So this is that. Can we take a break story. because I gotta take a piss? You got it. Yeah. Well, we also got that rum in the back. Let's take a little break, faders. We're gonna take a little break. Uh, listen to our sponsors. We've got amazing sponsors, supporter sponsors, and uh, oh, we do have two more beers, and we've got the rum. Oh, we break open that rum, dude. It's gonna be a different podcast. I gotta focus no, on my question. No, we'll do the same podcast. Oh boy, it'll well, be more gentlemanly because we're drinking rum. Oh, we'll see. All right, faders. We'll see you in a second. Peace. <laughs> Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yapuin. Come get your party on! Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what... If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquor. Are you at Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. 
These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your bait on in style. Proper. Tokyo and craving soul food? We've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. We are back, faders. I hope you enjoyed our sponsors as much as we enjoy supporting them. Our sponsors are so cool. Soul Food House, uh, Harry Sandwich Company, Mitsuya, The Spilt Inc., and uh, Eight Stars American Bar in Fukuoka. Yes, support all of our sponsors. And uh, yes, uh, speaking of uh, sponsorship, let's sponsor our drinks. (laughs) Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. See, that's what It doesn't make sense. It does, kind of. We went to the store and got a bottle. Of the Havana Club, seven year. Ooh, seven year. Seven year. Okay, should I say when or? No, I got you. You know I gotta drive. There we go. <laughs> so joking. I'm joking. I'm oh, joking. No, 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 Drinking and driving is so bad. Oh shit! I just spilled a little bit. That's oh, okay. that's okay. My place usually smells like alcohol. There we go. All right. This is this is too. Uh, Motataki san. Kampai. Cheers. Cheers. You turned me on to this, this rum. It's really good. I mm. like the Ron Zacapa Guatemalan rum. Yeah, Guatemala? 23 years age. But it's not, it's like the same price as this. Yeah. But it's my favorite rum. I like spicy rum. It's, it's, it's a little sweet and spicy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shout out to Duffy Fron. Duffy Fron. For turning me on to that. Yeah, this is good stuff. You know, I'm really glad we picked up these uh, these rocks in here, dude. Oh my God. Yeah, I checked my freezer. I have no ice. I have zero ice in my place. It's now, a common thing in Japan, man. Yeah, no, I mean, well, the rice... The they sell the tiny cube things. Yeah, which well, cracks yeah. me up. I'm like, who... Uh, what the... F- okay. Yeah, no. But if you go to the liquor store by my place, yeah, I mean, these these rocks are huge. I mean, God, could you imagine? If these were diamonds, woo! 
friends are forever. But I, I think the the ice that he gave us when he said, "Oh, we don't have any more." He said, "No bags. more of the small bags." Yeah. And then he came out with that small bag. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Sorry, I only have the big bag. So okay, we go to the local liquor. St- it's like a liqueur store. It's not a convenience store. And uh, we got uh, we got rum. We got a six pack of beer. Some other beers. And um, anyway, we bought I- ice, right? And I almost said rice. I'm so fucking terrible. So anyway, we bought ice, and uh, the guy said. He said, we're out of small bags. We're out of small bags. Because you said, can we get like just a smaller one or like this, you know, we don't want a big one. We didn't want a lot of ice. I thought a big bag would be huge. Usually they're huge. <laughs> and and basically. The, like, you know, you dig down into the, pull it up. You get a fucking hole. It's like a fucking big shitload of ice. It's massive, right? Yeah. You go to the gas station and say, hey, fucking get ice, man. Yeah. This was this was in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, yeah. This is Not like even a, the biggest Ziploc bags. It's like a Ziploc, was it the, what is a Ziploc bag, right? It was like that. It was like this, it was like the That's size the of. the biggest one they had. I was like, ah. It was smaller than a baseball mitt. <laughs> I knew. It was like, he was like, here you go. It's a big bag. Ooh, Be careful. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, okay. You can't handle this much ice. <laughs> and then I was like, can I get, can I get a bag to put this bag of ice in please <laughs> you can't handle the ice you can't handle the vibe yeah oh man okay back to back to drumming okay so okay uh da, da, da. okay now this is an interesting question okay is it easy or difficult to drum in tokyo because all right and this is a dynamic question because the thing is is it easy because all bands are constantly looking for new drummers. Or is it difficult to be a drummer in Japan because these apartments are very small and the walls are paper thin, you know? So if you're a drummer, you can't drum at home. You have to actually go to a studio and, and rent a, a sound studio to practice drumming, right? Yes, that's a well, that's a split question. I'll answer the second question. Split question, yes. Ask, I said I'll dynamic question. Dynamic sounds cooler, right? I'll ask the, the second question first. And yes, that's a challenge, not mm-hmm. being able to play in an apartment and things like that. That definitely is something that puts a, a damper on the fact that you have to pay to practice for, for the most part, unless you have a house and you can you know do that. But that's that's rare and you know a lot of drummers that make money they probably have something like that that's fine Mm -hmm. and the ideal thing would be to have something like that like when I was in the states of course that's Mm. much easier but here yes it's a challenge but as far as is it easier to be a drummer here based on getting gigs and talent I mean that I, I would say yeah it's easy to get gigs in in Tokyo Especially, I've only really lived in Tokyo, so I can't really speak for other cities. But I would say yes, that's a pretty easy thing to do from my experience. Mm. I don't see uh, drummers that are you know just getting started, and uh, you know you can tell they're just getting started. That maybe they haven't played out that much, and you know their their sense of you know control is not as you know, advanced or whatever like that. Like, they're just beginning musicians. Like, they mm. play often in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's obvious that, yeah, there's an outlet for that as well. Like, there should be in any city or any environment because I think that's how you kind of learn how to be a good live musician. Like, you don't, you don't really learn, you know, at home. 
but that mm. type of stuff. You got to play in front of people. You got to play with bands. You got to play with different people. You got to really broaden your horizons because mm. being a live musician is very different than being even a studio musician. Being a studio musician, yes, is similar because you're going to play with a lot of different people, but it's a little bit more advanced as far mm. as musicianship. You're not going to play with a bunch of amateurs as a studio musician. It's just probably not going to happen. You'd be tighter. Yeah. When you're playing with amateurs and people who are just getting started, people who may be super creative, but they're not quite, you know, at the advanced level of musicianship. Like, those people need help from people who understand music. So you got to... Mm. You got to be willing to be open and things like that because you're not always going to be playing with the most advanced musician. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's always an outlet in a big city, and this city is no different. That's interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> it just seems like there's just so many more guitar players than there are drummers. Guitar players, bass players, singers, and stuff. And it, uh, so many bands are like, just ask me, like, hey, Johnny, do you know of a drummer? And I'm like, I do, but he's a pro, so you probably don't want him. <laughs> you know, he's gonna make you look bad. You don't want him. That's <laughs> yeah, but isn't it? Isn't it? You don't like, want him. Yeah, like if somebody's too good, you don't want them, right? You guys suck. Exactly. Like if you go up there, <laughs> and you're like, you're up, like, boo boo and someone's like, um, yeah, we're still practicing "Stairway to Heaven." Uh, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, honestly, I I can't. I don't know, man. I, I get it. I get, I get that type of thinking, but I don't. I don't think it's a great thing for the music industry because, it, you know, it, as musicians go, mm -hmm. yes, there are better talented people from the get go, but there are people who actually have talents beyond just being a great musician. They can write better. They can compose. They have creative ideas that maybe other people who are just musicians don't really think about. So they got to work hand in hand. So to me, like, you never know mm. just because somebody's not, I don't know, technically the greatest musician. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Like, cause mm -hmm. there's a lot of technical musicians. There's a lot of musicians that can do all sorts of crazy shit. And it's, it's amazing to watch mm -hmm. if you're a musician, Yeah, especially if you're a musician, you're just like, fuck that guy. Or that chick. Woo! But like, it's just like, what are you going to do, man? Like, like you're like, they're just on fire. Like, that... Da -da -da -da. But they don't do everything. They can never do everything. The one person doesn't do everything. So there's other people that do things that you got to pay attention to just as much as these people that are virtuosos and and all that stuff. But to me, the, the biggest challenge for me is being able to give those people a platform mm -hmm. and keeping them in the spotlight because those are the actual musicians. I worry more about the fact that musicians don't get exposure at all. Like people kind of Oh, you're going deep with this one, dude. <laughs> well that's my but that's my biggest concern. Not yeah. what type of music or how good you may be. It's just the fact that like there's people who are actually playing this stuff. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they're not just pressing buttons and you know, sampling some other like it's not Oh yeah yeah. That yeah. type of stuff is not really where I focus my energy. I always try to keep people knowledgeable of the fact that this is a sample of a song that came out in 1978. And people are like, what? I'm like, mm -hmm. I make sure that I tell people what I know. I tell people, I'm like, no, man, you can't ignore that shit. Not yeah. cool. All right. All right. It's all not right. cool. I completely agree with you. I absolutely do. But what I was uh, kind of like going at is like Eddie Van Halen in his prime mm. 
playing for a Nirvana cover band. Like, he's going to be, like, kind of bored, right? He's like, what? You know, okay, all right, we can kind of do these kind of songs, something like that, you know? Well, I, I mean, if you look at it that way, there probably is an Eddie Van Halen-type motherfucker playing in a band that wants to play Nirvana. And he's like, ah, fuck this shit, man. He's like, I know my fucking parents are into this, but, like, because now, yeah. No, like, skill kid, level, skill level. Trust me, that kid's parents are into Nirvana. There's kids right now whose parents grew up with Nirvana in the yeah, 90s like and me. shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fucking 14. You could have a 14-year-old kid in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, I like it, but I want to do something different. Like, And to me, that is something that that kid has to figure out because he's like, but if I do something different, it's not going to fit somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah, trying to right. fit in in some way, and I feel like that's the problem with music these days. Is like you're trying to fit in, and you're not trying to be somewhat creative with art, with the things that are already there. Which is kind of how music has kind of evolved over time. Like it just keeps using the past to create the future. Like right now, we're kind of I don't know. I don't want to say it in like a negative way or make it sound like a negative thing, but it's almost like we're kind of stuck in this electronic dance loop from the 90s from like the new jack swing era where it's like hip-hop mm-hmm. took over not not that i have any disrespect for hip-hop i love that shit but mm-hmm. it's like we can't get out of that big beat type phase and back towards like musicianship even like the stuff that like uh, uh kendrick lamar is coming up with is way more interesting to me than like regular hip-hop but like he doesn't have to do much like just Mm. one album here and there everybody's gonna like it whenever it comes out but i'm like he's doing shit that's super advanced with musicians but nobody's really thinking about it that way because it's just hip-hop well the thing is the pendulum swings both ways regarding it's swinging regarding artwork regarding fashion regarding even like styles of movies everything goes back and forth and stuff I mean even the stock market to be honest and and the thing is it's just like I mean eventually it's going to go back into something that's going to be more like a, a point in time where like I think a lot of people are going to be more experimental I mean if you go back to like the late 70s to early 80s alright and the, the mid 70s a lot of people don't know this but the most popular music actually wasn't disco at that time it was like fucking folk music like the top 40 music like was like folky kind of shit right and the thing is like the the punk stuff was big i think it was bigger after the fact you know the sex pistols when they came out they weren't like huge or anything i think they got big and more popular after they broke up years later but the thing is just like the the post the the end of the sex pistols like when yeah i mean to me when sid vicious died like after that point in time like that is when they became much much bigger because it was like folklore yeah, that's true. I mean, they came out with the movie Sid and Nancy after that. Like, ah, it was like, Sid it was like, and Nancy. It was, like, it was like a big thing, that whole era of music. Like, uh-huh. that was that was when I, like, just before I started playing music was, like, that era. Yeah. So, it was a, it was, I guess it was an important change in music because it was just around the time when MTV was coming out. Mm. It was, it was, it was not a... I don't know. It wasn't a time where I thought that music would actually take the turn that it did. I didn't think MTV would take over music. I didn't think image would Mm -hmm. take over the industry. Yeah. I always thought music was going to be cooler 
because of MTV, but it didn't happen. <laughs> it never happened. To a degree, well, yeah, it got really music, cheesy music, quickly. Music you know, lost. I think the hair bands really made well, it, it cheesy. It became super obvious very quickly. Mm. Like within four or five years, I was like, "Fuck it, you gotta look good." Now, that was like the first thing. It's like if you know, if you don't have an image, you didn't even uh. have to be attractive, mm-hmm. but you had to have some kind of image. Like there were a lot of people that I thought, I'm like, yeah, they're regular musicians, but like, you know, you put on the big hair and so like you said, the big hair bands and mm-hmm. heavy metal, like. That shit was what everybody had to do almost at a time, and I thought that that was kind of a uh, a negative aspect of music mm. or popular music at the time, and I and I think it kind of continues to this day, but not as much. Like yeah. that's fading away, which I think is a sign of the times where actually people are going to actually just be more into music because mm-hmm. you don't ha- you can't control how you fucking look, man. Yeah, when you come out of the fucking JJ, when you come out of the JJ, we call fucking, it the woo woo here, yeah, but all right, whatever. The, when you come out of that <laughs> shit, man, you are, who you, you are who you are. Like, and yeah. you come out and you're fucking super talented, but your mug's all fucking busted. I'm like, well, you gotta be like, you gotta fucking be like, you know, dead mouse or something. You gotta put a fucking mask on your face. Like, no, man, just that, that guy's ugly. Be popular, but no, yeah, he, 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 you know what he looks like to me? He looks like, uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Oingo Boingo? Uh, Danny. The least Elfman, from Oingo Boingo? Elf, Elfman, Danny Elfman. The guy who does like the, the Simpsons. He does a lot of movie soundtrack. Danny Elfman. Like the guy, he's not a very attractive dude, but I'm yeah. like, the guy's fucking amazing as a musician. Like, why would you give a fuck what he looks like? It's not about what he looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Listen mm-hmm. to what he does. Like, that guy's giving you... Well, I think that's the way with like always good shit. He's one of the baddest motherfuckers out there as far as writing songs and being interesting as an uh, artist and music. Danny Elfman is top notch, man. Yeah, I agree. I and he looks fucking nuts. Yeah, but I, I'm right. I, com- I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. I completely. He kind of has the dead mouse thing, the buggy eye, and the, like, I'm like, hey man, whatever. I don't mm. give a fuck what these people look like. I yeah, never knew yeah. what half of them looked like anyway when mm. I was growing up. So that yeah. killed music for it. Just fucked up shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. MTV definitely did do that. Um, yeah, it, I think it's musicians. Wait, well, there's no more MTV, really. Well, that's so maybe I mean. that's it's, a good it's, thing. It's going away. Like people don't really know. Like they don't have enough time now to research what a motherfucker looks like. Nobody knows what Lady Gaga looks like. Well, I know what she looks like. Do you know her? Well, no. I, you know. I, yeah. If I was walking down the street in, let's say, New York, and Lady Gaga walked past me, I would never know. Well, and actually, Madonna. That's not in New York. That's not a hard thing. Okay, I've had all right. friends walk by me and I didn't know. All right, New all York's right. a little fucking sketchy because people are always like minding your own business. Okay, but. all right, all right. In any, all right. Well, if I was walking down the street, if it's Japan, I, I notice everybody. But okay, but Madonna, dude, she looks different. Have you seen her new look? Yeah. She's, oh. she's almost going little Kim, man. She's <laughs> she may have the same plastic surgeon. I I thought she was an alien. <laughs> I, she's got this huge, big forehead coming out like this, with these big eyes, kind of like kind of like uh, moved man, to the I, side. I with like I this feel big... bad, man. I feel bad. Why? She's the same age no, as my mom. No, I don't, I feel bad because they like had like surgery. I'm just like, oh my god, you looked fine before. I don't know why people don't think they look fine. They look okay. I think there's she wants wrong. to look young or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe... I think there's something I never would want to hear from somebody. It's, you look better before. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah <laughs> before you, you, you fucked up done, your face. When you've 
you've already done something permanently. <laughs> I liked it before. You're like, God damn it, I just spent fucking $15,000 on this nose. Like, fuck. 15 at a zero. Well, well, I know they spend a lot more money, but Holy why? Fuck. Why? They still look Yeah, like you can shit. go to Korea and get it done for free. <laughs> you can spend five grand and get the nose job that looks better than the one that fucking makes you look like a freak. You know, oh my 15 god! Years later, I don't. But to me, yeah. that's just sad. I don't know. Yeah, Madonna was so hot in the eighties. I don't know. Her music Madonna, was good. Madonna hmm. was. I always put Madonna in this category of like, yeah, she's got great songs. She's got cool stuff. She had a great image. But From Michigan to me, too. But to me, hmm. she is one of the reasons why everything is just gone to shit. Because she was so and, pretty. Yeah. And, no, no, and maybe it's maybe it's part of the reason why she doesn't look that great now. I'm like, yeah. You created this fucking shit. This karma? Narrative. Is it karma? <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, I see it as like, well, yeah, you thought that's... Maybe she didn't. Maybe it wasn't in her power. Maybe mm. somebody was making her do it, which mm. which has happened in the past. But I'm like, I think she just wanted the money so bad that now she's got to live this lifestyle. And I'm like, of who you're not? That I don't like. I like musicians getting credit for musicians. Yeah. There's a lot of musicians out there who have been doing great things for decades. Yeah. They're still the same fucking motherfuckers. Mm. Like Herbie Hancock is a perfect example of a, a respected musician that mm. everybody likes with and he, he likes playing with. And he's been around forever, dude. Still alive? Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that? No. Oh, man. Come on. I'm terrible. Herbie, I'm a Herbie horrible Hancock. person. Herbie Hancock is... No, you're not a horrible person. But I try to be. This guy is an amazing American musician. It's mm -hmm. like everybody should be interested in what he's done, mm. in my mind, just because he's that class of musician. Like, he's just amazing. Everybody plays with him, likes him. He's been playing with a million fucking people for multiple decades. He's still around. He's willing to teach, willing to share. This is a nice guy. That's He's awesome. what musicians basically used to be. Just people who play music and share. Like mm -hmm. that's like the goal. Like the whole thing about entertainment and stuff like that, yes. That's a a bonus from the musician standpoint. And Herbie Hancock is probably trying to be as entertaining as he possibly can, but to him, entertainment is just being a great musician and being able to being able to play with whatever is happening. Mm. At the highest level, that's respectable. That's awesome. And so that's the way to be. He, well, he's one of those people. Like, and that's. But he's yes, he's still alive. But that's what I mean. The fact that is he still alive? Like that. I'm like yeah, but I understand why. Where, Dude, where, where I don't may know. Not know who's alive and who isn't alive. <laughs> yeah. Like, some people need to be. If if we're into music and mm. we're music people, like you got to respect yeah. some people. Like you got to know what they've done and know who they are like you know who Mozart is you know there's a reason why people know these people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because people keep pushing like no this motherfucker is never gonna die you know to me like somebody like Herbie Hancock is in that type of a level like Count Basie's on that level mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Duke Ellington these people are on a level that is very different that's why I'm happier on the show, man. Fucking, I'm getting schooled hardcore. Herbie Hancock, dude. Dude, I, Herbie Hancock, I don't know. I, I know the name. I know, I know the guy, but I, I didn't know much about him and stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest, when it comes to, like, I mean, 
Dude, I, I've got my style of music that I focus on. I got my style of art that I focus on and stuff. And I, and for me to like be really successful in what I do, I kind of got to like focus on that and stuff. So I, my, my, my ears, like for example, Lady Gaga, I have no idea what she looks like. I know she's got like blonde hair and she, maybe she's tall, right? She's not a blonde actually. She's a brunette, but. Yeah, I mean, she's, she, you, yeah, she doesn't look that, you gotta just look at her, man, she's, look at her in the movie. She's yeah. in that movie with uh, Bradley Cooper, whatever. Brad. I thought you could see Brad Pitt for a second. Brad I thought Cooper. you were. No, Bradley, yeah. Brad Cooper and her are in a movie together about, like, some, like, Star, Star is Born or something like that. I think the new rendition of the Star is Born. Mm-hmm. But, like, you see her in that movie where she kind of has, like, her natural hair color a little bit closer to what she normally looked like but she like she was playing music when I was living in New York but she wasn't big at that Mm. time but she was good Mm. she is willing to do whatever to be popular and I like that about her because Mm. she's actually fucking good no, no, I'm That's not That's why, like, her. Whitney Houston and stuff. Whitney Houston's uh, fucking yeah, dope. Yeah, But she was willing to kind of just, yeah, fucking put me out there. I was saying, I want to sing these nice songs. Like, but her private life was kind of fucked up. But you give people that much control and power over their own lives with that much money, like, I'm surprised more people don't get fucked up on that shit. Wait, like, I mean, sometimes people are controlled in the music business and sometimes people have their own freedom and the people that are controlled a perfect example would be Elvis right if you watch that Elvis documentary docu movie with Tom Hanks whatever you're like holy shit that guy had no control of anything he did well I, well I mean how how factual from, is that from, from that know. perspective I, I don't know how factual it is but there's a lot of stuff in that movie mm-hmm. that people have said it's, it's, it's really off Oh, it's, it's like, not oh, real? Well, God damn it. Netflix, you lied to me you again. I mean? You know what I mean? And your stock sucks. I mean, I, I hate to burst the bubble. Really? If you thought it was fucking real, I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what? The one thing that really kind of fucked me up about that movie, at the end, the guy that played Elvis wasn't really that fat. He was a little chubby, but he wasn't as fat as he could have been. The fat suit. Yeah, but he didn't wear the fat suit. He kind of had the, the the weird makeup. A he didn't look. Bit. He didn't. He didn't look quite. He looked really weird. I wanted a fat Elvis by the end of that movie. I was like, "Where's the? <laughs> give me the fat Elvis. Give me the fat. You know Where's those fucking me? love handles? I want to see him so close I can touch him." Oh, the fucking what's that movie? Man? <laughs> I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh, the the new whale movie or something where the guy gets fat. No, no, no. It, the... It was like the. It looked like the same makeup that like Arnold Schwarzenegger was wearing in Total Recall when he was like at the airport and like. Oh, he's the, the fat, woman. The fat lady suit started malfunctioning. I have a ticket for first class. Class. Yeah, class. yeah, yeah. And like, it, like the when he started like when it started coming apart, uh, that's what that guy looked like. Doing yeah. All this when he was. Fat. <laughs> I was like, that's really bad. Make, nobody looks like that. Nobody looks like that. Yeah, I Yo. wanted a real fat Elvis. I wanted to see fucking belly buttons the size of a fucking donut. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I was craving that. When I pushed play in the movie, I was like, dude, here we go. Fastener seatbelts is coming. <gasps> and we are back. That's yes. right. Okay. Um. Sip, sip, sip. Uh, yeah, we should probably sip this rum. What percentage is rum? Is it uh, what? I'm sure it's like the regular 40%. Fuck. All right, all right. Yeah, we're definitely going to sure. Okay. 80 proof, but it may not be quite there. I, I, I don't have my glasses. <laughs> uh, do, you want to wear my glasses? I wear reading glasses now. Yeah. 40%. Bam! 
Damn, dude. 80 proof. I, I thought we're not talking about numbers. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's an easy one. It's 40%, it's 80 proof. Man. 40%. Oh. I get there, you double the percent. There you go. We gotta shut that door. She's gonna get in there. She's oh, gonna cause her. No. no, she wants to get in. Yeah, she does. Cause that's she amazing. Does. Like, why? Because, like, when you flush the toilet, the water comes on the top, and she loves to, like, like, go up there and, like, try to, like, play in the water. Yeah, it's like a little swimming pool. She, she wants right. this. He's got you. He called you out. Yeah. I see it. I see it right now. Yeah, the look in her eyes. She's no, I like, love it. I love it. She's looking at me. She's like, oh, you think you, you think you, like, you think you know things about me now? I'm like, well, no, he just called you out. So, yeah, you're looking at me. I understand. Sorry, Ja. Sorry, Ja. I ratted you out. I, I'm sorry I shut the door on you. I, now you're like, what the fuck? You're not even my friend. Like, I, I met you, what, all of an hour ago, and now you're shutting doors in my face like like that's she's looking at me like that you you better be careful man she'll give you the stink eye she she knows no, she, it. she's already giving me the stink eye she's like she's like <laughs> she, you did what in I, I my would, house i would say it man i would say it trust me for all you black people out there she's giving me the nigga what face that's what oh. she's giving me yes i can say it don't don't, don't worry no no he no. can say it too no, 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 That's the face. Okay, all right, well. She's like, oh, oh, hell no. She's like, are you, you shitting me, right? You shitting me. Like, I'm serious. She's looking at me. Look, this new cat's fucking dead. I know, I know. She's, she's gangster, but yeah. Sorry for the, sorry for the inward interruption. Jaja would, my kitty would never say that. She's licking herself. She would never say, oh, she's trying to, she's scratching at the door now. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's Pandora's box is open. Oh, man. I just fucked up his podcast oh no you didn't no you didn't yeah. no you can just call the podcast like Daryl drops the in the an in bomb the, the episode is here to support you <laughs> all the support I need man really you think that would give you street cred your cat your cat's giving me fucking the evil eye. oh She's she is she thing. really is if she had a cigarette she'd run over here and put She's it out like, on you I'm not playing when you walk out of here I'm gonna fucking tap those ankles <laughs> Yeah, she's not de- she's not declawed too. You got to be careful. Oh, yeah, those are little switchblades. Oh, oh I, I can't declaw a cat. You know, that, that's, that's like ripping off fingernails. Anyway, okay, um, back to back to. <laughs> all right, and we are back. I'm not cutting that out, by the way. I'm keeping that in. Okay, all right. So right now, there's a lot of people coming to Japan, and a lot of people are coming to Japan for many different reasons. And a lot of some people who are coming to Japan to move here. They may be musicians. So if somebody's a musician coming to Japan from ABC part of the world, what recommendation would you give them to be successful as a musician or as a drummer in Japan? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, I would Big say... Big gun questions, huh? Well, no. Are, are, I mean, well, are they coming to be a musician here? Are they coming to like play in big bands or are they just coming uh, to have fun? They're coming, they're coming to... Pro- all right, all right. Most likely, they're coming here to enjoy Japan. They want to be... They are a musician in their home country. And they're looking... And they're looking to get gigs, looking to start a band, looking to be to be somewhat successful. Mm-hmm. You know, not to be like, you know, in like a TBS or any like TV show or something. So, how, how easy is that or what is my advice? What is your advice? My advice? For musicians coming to Japan. With a working visa uh, teaching English at ABC Company. Ah, okay. Well, my advice would be to go to the jam sessions, like depending on which city you live in. Like there's various jam sessions that uh, you can meet other musicians at. That to me is like a great 
great place to start. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, find maybe an agency that has a musicians category where they're you know they're trying to hire out musicians. Those are also great avenues here in Japan. This is this is here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent here in Japan. All Tokyo, basically, because I've never lived anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really basing this information off my experience in Tokyo. No, that's good. Me too. But yeah, I mean, those two places, <clears throat> jam <throat> sessions, trying to get involved with some kind of an agency mm. immediately will put you kind of out there in the world and you know let you meet some people that are actually kind of doing similar things or they'll just you'll, you'll just start to see the lay of the land very quickly and people will start to talk about other clubs like oh you should you should meet this person and the best part about it is i think once you do something like that once you start to play in an open mic situation mm-hmm. or a jam session type situation you'll probably meet a musician who maybe better than you you might not know it at the time but there's somebody that has watched you and they see that you're trying to do stuff or you had a conversation about that and mm-hmm. they're, they're basically trying to point you in the right direction based on what they see mm-hmm. in your abilities mm-hmm. so they're going to kind of be like yeah you should go to this or go to that They'll, they might point you to all sorts of different jam sessions but there's a lot of jam sessions here and that's a great place to meet musicians and from that you'll probably find your way with playing in bands and Mm -hmm. joining up with with other musicians but if you're just starting off like that that's my advice yeah actually the answer to my own question too to a degree I would say just go to what the dickens there's a lot of like live events are there and there's a lot of people that are kind of like in the uh, loose and like direct music industry that's in what the dickens or that, that goes to what frequents what the Dickens, which is a uh, amazing rock. No, it's not a rock. Well, an amazing. It's a Lifehouse British bar in Ebisu. How would you classify it? That has great food, by the way. Amazing food. It's a large food. pub that has live music. That's what. And I'm great saying. food. And it's it's foreign owned, so people speak English most of the time. And mm. So if you're a foreigner, that's it's, it's very comforting. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that's a good place to go. Yeah, that's that. They have a jam session there. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But they also have just live music there. So, there's, mm. but there's a lot of expats that go there that play music, and there's a lot of people who like quote unquote expat music or Western music as well. Mm. It's that's that is a great place to to meet people. It's, yeah. It's less direct, but yeah. Hmm. I don't. I never found that the people that I met at what the Dickens, at least when I was here, when I first got here, that, that none of none of the people that I met there were actually people that I've done much with later, even though after I started playing here, mm-hmm. people that I know go to what the Dickens. Like mm-hmm. I never met anybody through that avenue, as far as playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first time I went with the jams, it was like, but that was a while ago, so I don't know. It may, it may be different. Now. Yeah, no, a lot of my friends are in bands. Go to what the Dickens, and um, yeah, this is down the street. I go there quite often. God, I love their food though. Their meat pies are fucking awesome. What the Dickens is a great place. It's, it's a, a great, great place. place. Yeah, I God. just played there last week actually. I'm gonna go there for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some drinks. Great All right. place. Great place. Great place. Okay, next. Okay. Now, now she's causing trouble. You know, you, you started this. 
Get her guys a good oh, she gave me that fucking look. She's like, "Oh, you you think oh, yeah, you okay. can record? You can you can record? You know, this She's is like, like you think you can ignore me? You think you can just shut the door on me and like, yeah? Okay. I think my cat's in love with you. No nah, man, she 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 was giving me this, that look, man. Well, because you you dissed her, man. You dissed her, and now now she's pissed off at you. You know, and she knows we're recording. She's, she's, she's like, "Yo, fuck Daryl." She's about to look again. Look, look. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's listening. She's like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm." You're talking about me. You came in. She's like giving you love, and she's like, "Hey, what's up?" And then yeah. and then you dissed her. Now she's like, "Fuck this guy." I'm not gonna fuck. But him. I forgot. You never gave me your name. What's her name? I told you, Zaza. She's named after named after Jar Jar Binks. No, Zaza Gabor. <laughs> Not, no, don't even go there. Don't even go there. <laughs> Joe, we're friends right now. Okay, let's just... You called your cat Zsa good boy. You, you named her Zsa I didn't name her Zsa but her name is Zsa Zsa. was like G-S-A or G-Z-A. was Zsa Zsa. Z-S-A, Z-S-A. Zsa Zsa. Z-S-A. And both Z's are capitalized. Zsa Dude, look at her face. She's Zsa Dude, she is... She's got more attitude in her little pinky finger of her paw than anybody in this neighborhood, this ritzy-ass neighborhood. <clears throat> yeah, dude, she is hardcore. She's listening. Oh, no, she's definitely listening. Her ears are already... Okay, let's get back to drumming. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about a... <laughs> Jaja. Uh-oh, she's like, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, she's like, wait, wait. You, you, you stop anyway, talking you about... anyway. No, anyway. she's... Okay. She's like, anyway, my ass. Okay, oh, here we go. Okay, <laughs> crazy gig stories. Crazy gig stories. Crazy gig stories. Every Crazy musician's gig stories got with Hammond. Dude, we've got. Uh, dude, uh, we've heard a lot of them. We've heard a lot of them. No, I, I mean, here in Tokyo or just in general. Uh, Tokyo would be great, but in general, it's fantastic. <laughs> in general, it's fantastic. Absolutely. There's a lot of fucking good gig stories, but like, are you looking for dangerous? Yes. Dangerous. Dangerous. Well, it's my middle name. No, there's there's Kinda. there's always this situation that I always talk about here that it, it may not seem like a big deal. But I've had a situation I've been in a situation playing a gig here in Japan where Here we go. The person who was in charge. Well, and not, I guess not the person who was in charge, but the main musician, the, the band leader or whatever for the event. It was just a little hot around the collar about like what we needed to do, mm-hmm. you know, about our sound check or whatever, and worried about time. And when the the next band or the band that was playing first was there and ready to sound check after us, because yes, they go last. What are you talking about, me? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this one time I played I hope, at I Amp. Hope, I hope not. I hope not. No, no. but they, they they weren't. You know, they were ready to set up, and we actually had. A little delay in what you know what the people who were working at the place mm-hmm. ended up screwing up some equipment stuff like that I don't, I don't know what it was something happened whatever but we were a little bit behind schedule so we had a little less time to rehearse or to set sound check mm-hmm. it's a sound check it's not a fucking rehearsal mm. anyway the guy was upset that we didn't have enough time and we needed more time and he wanted to take the full time Mm-hmm. Not because we needed to rehearse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because he wanted to take the full time, and he was just kind of pissed off about being made to Japanese dude. Or I, I will, I will not say the nationality. I will not say the person. But it was so 
wrong in my mind that it kind of fucked up my sense of how you deal with people like as a a band leader or that you know the music director whatever the fuck your position is in that type of situation like it was really bad he really made everybody uncomfortable who was in the band and to me that was something that made me say you got to be careful about who you work with because to associate yourself with somebody like them be like yeah he's gonna be the guy who's gonna get me this next gig because of the money or whatever but it was like but if he's treating people like shit I'm like I don't wanna be associated with that I know who it is let's move forward well <laughs> first like, I, I went through like 50 if, names I was like if, 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 if Tokyo's that small <laughs> that sucks man. Tokyo's that small be careful be nice to everybody faders be nice to everybody be cool faders be nice to people be nice to people you wanna play in Japan just be nice yeah, there's actually, a lot of differences. Yeah. There's a lot of differences here in how people deal with shit, and mm. it may not always be ideal. But like, just be a professional about it when it comes to mm. loading in, loading out, dealing with shit. Like, it's just it, it's much easier if you do. Yes, 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 yes. If the gig sucks, the gig sucks. Okay, well, that was not like uh, the crazy story I was looking for, but that's a very interesting story. Usually, it's like girls, you know, like after the band, you know, they go in the back room or something. There's like naked girls there or something. We've had all sorts of crazy well, stories. That's a good story. That's not a bad story. That's a good no, story. no. Well, that's what I was kind of looking for. It's like a naked crazy good story. Like, uh, if it's crazy like that, like well, no. or like you know, like people almost dying or something, jumping out windows, like in a Doors concert want, or something. I don't, want, I don't want to go there, man. You like calling that's the dark stuff. Oh, right. Okay, it's dark and nasty, man. Well. You know, okay. Some people are like, why'd you tell me that story? I'm like, it was fucking hilarious to me. That man. was my mom. You were, you, were <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was a child when that happened. Him, my fucking nuts out of it. I was like, this is the way it was. Like, it's, that then, was the story. He asked for a story. And that's how Tomoko gave birth to Taka. <laughs> <laughs> it happened oh, in the don't, dressing room. Don't you, don't you. <laughs> uh, you heard about that story. Okay. Next question. Okay. All right. So sometimes we do this. Okay. Um, one to three questions you can ask to me. I can ask. Yes, because I've been asking you all sorts of questions. So now the tables are turned. You can ask me a question. So if you want. So this is episode 686. 686. Yeah. Yes. When did you realize this is something you shouldn't stop doing? Because I'm sure you contemplated it. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I think I contemplated stopping after my first co-host quit. Um, I've had 20, by the way. What day was that? It was episode number 113, 111 or... No, no, it must have been 113 or 12, I think. So, bam, we're about five times past that. This yeah. Is good. Next question. Okay, yep, next question. What brought you to Japan? Everybody Origi knows that. Originally. Money! I don't, no. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that. Or maybe, uh, maybe I maybe I do and I've forgotten. Okay, long story short, uh, when I was living in San Francisco... It's a I segue had, question, so be careful. I had two Japanese roommates, and through them I met a lot of Japanese friends. And uh, some of those friends were Japanese DJs, and I was a DJ, and I built a uh, Japanese Western... Uh, DJ community in San Francisco called Melting Pot and a whole lot of other stuff is involved and uh, long story short because of my really good friend Taka I came to Japan alright so what's the, the, the question on top wait, of that wait 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 you know Taka Taka brought you to Japan because you were doing a 
hybrid of Japanese American events or something like this? Or oh no, I was doing that, but um, those, those events. Well, I was still doing those events when that's I, not my next question. But uh, okay, no, that's why I'm careful with my answer. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> I got lost in that last. No, 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 no. My story is complicated and deep. It's like five stories on top of one. You know, it's like it's like Pulp Fiction. But that's the catalyst. The reason why you came was because of Ta. Well, no, I had a lot of Japanese friends, and um, a lot of my Japanese friends in San Francisco moved back to, to back to Japan. And uh, San Francisco, like I just wanted to leave San Francisco because of multiple different reasons. And I decided to come to Japan for three to six months, maybe a year or something. So I stayed at my best friend Taka's house. He, he did, we, I did a homestay with his parents and I came here. But my, my plan eventually in the back of my head was to come back to the United States. And, and that was how many years ago? That was uh, 2002. But the first time I came to Japan was 1998. So I already had like, I already came to Japan like several times before 2002. So I already knew what to expect when I came here. But you haven't left since 2002. Well, you haven't moved anywhere else since then. No, no. I only went back to America maybe a handful of times since then. That's why I'm kind of out of the loop when I talk to you about Herbie Hancock. Which takes me to my third question. You're like... How do you know? How do you not know Herbie Hancock? No. <laughs> dude, I, I live in Japan, dude. Fucking dude, there's people here that don't even know that Elvis is a real person. <laughs> so you were, fuck, oh, you said two, 1998, you came. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was. I was. You were like 20. I was like four years old. 24, 25. When I, you I had training wheels on my car. No, first time, like when you came here, like maybe around that age. Yeah, uh, 1991. When I came here, I was. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen turning eighteen. Yeah. It was crazy. Tokyo was a different country. It was a different universe. Tokyo was not the it's not the Tokyo that you see now. Like Dogenzaka Street was fucking dangerous as fuck back then. First time I came here was two thousand one. Oh wow. Two thousand one, two thousand Then you know, man. Fucking Shibuya was a different animal back then. It was I I never really thought about it. But the Yamambas and the Gadus and the Sentagai guys and um, but I didn't live here, so yeah. I just visited here. I was uh, yeah, coming back, so I didn't live here. Yeah, that's cool but though. Yeah, it, it was it was a uh, it was definitely different, for sure. It was way cooler, way fucking cooler back in the day. If I had a DeLorean, I would go back in like the mid '90s and relive it. It was but so do you fucking need dope. A DeLorean? <laughs> If I had a skateboard that had a flux capacitor Dude, on that, that it. Shit, Craig, I was like, hey, DeLorean, why do you need a DeLorean? Like, DeLorean was a car. Yeah, well, they had the flux capacitor. I, but well, no, if I, I had a, if I had a flux capacitor on this like, drink, oh, right, if I had a flux capacitor on this drink, I'd send it to 1985. <laughs> That's so fucking funny that the DeLorean yeah. is, like, associated with time travel. Isn't that crazy? Well, anyway. Yes. So, I, maybe, I, did I ask my third question? I don't think I asked my third question. Something so, about sushi, I don't know. Don't no, but, like, so, you've been here f- since you were a teenager, basically. So, that kind of, I, I thought... Well, it, no, I came I here it, when... It, but I thought it was a little bit later. So, I guess my next question is, mm. how, how do you think... Like, do you think Japan has actually kind of taken over... As far as like your cultural, you know, your cultural, um, 
identity way of, way of life or identity. You think Japan's kind of kind of taken a hold of that because you're kind of like a serious hybrid at this point because you probably lived here almost as long as you haven't lived here. Yeah, it's at that point now, huh? Almost, you're yeah. almost there. So to me, how has that affected how you create, how you live creatively and not how you get along in Japanese culture because we all know how we have to fucking do that shit as, yeah. as foreigners because that's just, that's just something. But creatively, how do you feel yourself? Like, how are you figuring out this Wait, this creatively? Yeah, like artistically, how are you figuring out this landscape after spending half your life not here and doing things creatively and now you're here and it's always been, it's almost been just as long as when you weren't here where probably more than longer you've been creative because you've been an adult this whole time but when you were young you were not doing too much but when you were living in the States Oh, I did a lot of crazy shit when I was in the States And you probably spent 10, 15 years being Mm. super creative in the States but now you've been here 20 years Well, when I first came to Japan the interesting thing was I I loved it as a creative I mean, when I first came here I was a DJ, to be honest Mm. And, and I was organizing drum and bass events and I was DJing and stuff in many different clubs. And uh, that's before I started doing live painting and all my artwork and stuff. But I loved it because like I was isolated. I loved the isolation, right? I mean, when I would like go to a, when I would go to like, let's say a drum and bass event, like let's say like drum and bass sessions or something at Womb or something at uh, Yellow or whatever, I, I would go there. And, um, and if I was DJing, I was like the only like international DJ and I was the only international DJ playing drum and bass I could fucking scratch, scratch good, right? And so fucking... Or well, could scratch well. See, I'm losing my English. So, <laughs> I scratch groovy, man. No, but anyway, said good. Most people make that mistake, man. That's but, an easy mistake. But anyway, yeah, fucking, um, yeah. Um, I, I really, I embraced the the isolation. I thought the isolation added to my creativity, okay. and then now that isolation is gone. And I think, like with some of my businesses, Wait, I huh? the isolation is gone. Well, you know, because, I mean, if I go to a German bass club, I mean, there's so many, like, tourists there now. I mean, dude, like, fucking last night at my my club amp, so many tourists were coming in and shit, you know? It's just like, now, like, the tourists, like, yeah, there's there's very little isolation. And then, like, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, at, at that time, that's something that I needed and something that I wanted and craved. But at this point in time, you know, I don't really mind, you know? Now I'm at a different level, and now, actually, I, I, I enjoy kind of, like, where Tokyo's at, and I enjoy where Japan's at, and I think that's cool. But the thing is, at that time, when I first came here, I think that was cool, and that catapulted me to where I needed to be to the person who I am now. If that makes sense. Does it make sense? I don't know. No, that's, I, I'm like a six pack deep and uh, <laughs> a couple of these Havanas. So if that makes sense, that's really cool. Those are some great questions. But come pie, man. Dude, fucking great time. All right. <laughs> now, I want to plug what you are doing in the future. You've got a lot of gigs coming up and I want to plug those. Uh, three huge gigs, actually. Well, I have. I just found out that, well... This is the way things work here, which is interesting because next Friday. Yep. Well, okay. Let's let's start here. Okay. So if we're gonna promote me, I would love I'm to doing, promote you. Hell yeah, let's do it. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have regular gigs. On cool. Tuesdays, I play in Hiro. I fucking love Hiro. Great and place. So there's a club there called Havana 1950, which is a nice vintage retro Cuban club. Yep. But I play with some people there, and we do, like, Spanish rumba flamenca-type music. Oh, very cool. 
very cool. Uh, the singer's amazing. This guy, Jorge Diaz, it's 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 nice. Nice. So that's every Tuesday, mm-hmm. give or take some Tuesdays, but mostly every Tuesdays. On Thursdays, I play mm-hmm. in Roppongi at this club, the club that you went to. That secret hush hush club, whose name we it's cannot not, say. It's, it's not so secret, secret hush hush, but it's a, it's like a like, kind of like a members club, but it's a lounge, and they're you know they're trying to bring back live music there and stuff like that. So Can we been, plug them? Get, let's plug them because yeah, I RJ, mean, RJ and Roppongi. It's 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 really close it. to a club called R Two, which probably a lot of people know, but it's a small club on the second floor in a building, kind of catty corner. Very cool, very cool R2's place. Entrance. It's a nice, I, it was, for me when we came there and stuff. The way my friend introduced it. Reggie, uh, basically, he's like, dude, it's a secret club. It's a hot, it's super secret. It's hard to get in and stuff, you know. So we went there. I was like, wow, this is awesome. It's oh, cool. Daryl, <laughs> it's a cool place. Man. It's a super cool place, dude. All the stuff there is like really friendly. It's like a family-owned place too. It's, the, it's the mother basically the like yeah. a family. So, but it's really cool. Could, if you get like. 40 people in there it's fucking nuts like it's oh, crowded I can imagine and yeah their shots are big the drinks are strong it's, it's a great place it's not a big place. place but it's a great place Like I love that place it was cool great music it's a fun place to be mm-hmm. so those are the, the, the Tuesday Thursday gigs that I do every week mm-hmm. but next week um, mm-hmm. besides Tuesday and Thursday I'm also going to be playing Friday mm-hmm. supposedly this gig is supposed to happen on Friday and uh the place caddy cornered from RJ. Mm-hmm. R3. R3? Just downstairs from R2. Uh, a mm-hmm. friend of mine wants me to play this uh, this show that they're having some event. And uh, he came to RJ and saw us playing, and he was like, you guys should play my gig next next week. And I'm like, mm. okay. Like, we know the guy. But anyway, that might be the first thing that's happening next week. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that would be Friday, or March 31st. Mm-hmm. But then on the 1st, uh, that same group of people mm-hmm. is playing down the street. So we're playing at this place called All of Me Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7 o'clock, 7.15, something like that. And that's kind of like a jazz. We're, do- we're going to be doing a little bit different stuff there. Um, and then April 2nd, Mm-hmm. I'm playing a beer festival with some Whoa. friends of mine in Shimokitazawa. Shimokita. There's a beer craft beer festival. Cool. I'll be playing with the the brew tones, I think. But I think it's just the Nikki G trio on that. But Nikki G, Kenji Oyama, and myself, the Nikki G trio, or the brew tones, we're gonna play there April second, and then on April third, I have my debut band. Oh. I, in Shinjuku. So, my new band called Construction is playing April 3rd mm-hmm. at uh, this kind of studio venue type place called Gyoen Sound in Shinjuku. Sweet. Tell us about that. That's like a whole new thing. Like, I, I, I'm trying to put together basically electronic music and live music or live mm-hmm. uh, live elements of music in the same space not mm-hmm. like how hip hop artists basically have bands playing their hip hop stuff live but mm-hmm. something similar to that mm-hmm. so it's basically music that's either attributed to or based solely off of like digital beats and things like that mm. and I call it Nexa because 
I, I put it in an AI fucking tool like to tell me what this thing is that an that AI tool. <laughs> it's like turn up the bitch, bitch. You're like, oh, turn up the pitch. All it right, came whatever. Up with this name next. More bass. Like, oh shit! All right, it's like, it tells you what to do. No, it, no. It's, so it's like it a, what, it's name. kind of like what's the, what's the thing the, the guy no, that not, goes not, like this? No, 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 no. A, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the music. It's just the. Oh. It's just what. The genre of the music is. Oh, okay, because okay. Because I couldn't come up with a conductor, so it's not like a, a digital conductor no, no, that no. tells you what to do, right? No, hell no, no. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. We're going to be doing all this shit live, but basically the music, I, I think it needed a name, so I, I basically asked the AI tool to give me a name for what this is. And it you asked an AI tool to give you a name, and it gave you, what was the name? Nexa. N-E-X-A. That's pretty good, though, actually. All right, cool. And it's in, but there you it's, go. Or Endo-Jazz-Tronica. So, basically... Endo-Jazz-Tronica? That's I, even better. I put those together. So, Nexa is Endo-Jazz-Tronica. And that's basically what we're playing. So, so, it's like an industrial... Oh, my God. ...take on jazz, you know, improvisation. AI is but, so good. But electronics are like heavily involved in it. But it, it may not always be something that we're doing electronic based at the time, but wow. it comes from that. That's pretty amazing. I, sampling I, wow. beats and things like that. Because that's what people are into right now. And I think that... But sampling like, beats? They've been in that for like, ages. Well, no, like, but the, the production that goes into that type of music, like, mm-hmm. like people who want to come in with like dancers, like... Yeah, you're not, you're not getting that in a live band <clears throat> situation. But if mm. we use that type of basis mm-hmm. to play with mm-hmm. as musicians, then we're we're basically we're basically able to bridge that gap with the people who are that into that. Because some people can't. I don't think they can go to a, a club. A club. It happened. I got too comfortable. <laughs> you get too comfortable and things break. <laughs> Hey, you know, Jaws still hanging out. You know, my, my neighbors are gonna love you. <laughs> I was I was gonna give you snacks to give you. Hey, Jaja, come here, come here, come here, come here. Take that. There you go. She's got some snacks. Oh, you're breaking all of them. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep that one up. But anyway, there we go. Oh, there we go. It's perfect. All right. I got right. too comfortable. No, it's okay. Yeah, don't get comfortable at uh, Studio Got Faded Japan. But, <clears throat> things but get what, broken. That's what we have to do. Like, I have mm-hmm. to continue bringing musicians into the fold for, like, mm-hmm. the stuff that, like, I feel like they're getting brought, or they're take, they're being taken out of. Like, oh. Like, I feel like the, like, we were talking about this before, like, with, like, yeah, the 90s yeah, and yeah, when yeah, music yeah, came, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to get a lot of, uh drummers who were like influenced by Madonna yeah oh, no, no. <laughs> I've never heard about that well, because I heard of the, that, the yeah. drums are not important in that music. it's just it's like yeah you can play those beats that but that what that guy played is just mm. repet, repetition it's like yeah. you can do something off of that if yeah. you're a musician and that's what you would want to do because mm-hmm. you're like I want to make it more interesting because this is just strictly for radio strictly for mm-hmm. for listening as a basic song mm-hmm. top 40 shit Mm-hmm. That doesn't inspire a lot of these days. Doesn't inspire a lot of musicians. No, no, nobody's inspired. By I that. want to inspire music. That's awesome, dude. I, you got a friend now. Oh no, she's good. Yeah, she's cool. She she forgave you because I'm a cat. She knows I'm a cat. Yeah, I'm a Leo. Yeah, 
Hey. Oh, there's a lot of love in this apartment right now. Oh, dude, look at that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the Your first thing I asked... <clears throat> no, my cat is fucking awesome as shit, dude. She fucking is so cool. I've had few cats in my life. Mm. Cats are great. You like dogs? I do like dogs. I like dogs, too. I like dogs. I like all animals. Would, all animals are cool. I would cool. prefer a cat. But I'll take a dog. Oh, see, at this age, <laughs> at this age, you know? I prefer a cat, but I'll take a dog, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. Look what you got there. We need a pet. <laughs> tell you what. Tell you what, man. Dude, yeah. go for it. I used to have a parakeet, man. Dad, a ferret. Fish. I've had all sorts of animals. I had sharks, too. Geckos. Never had geckos. Yeah, oh, God. I, I don't I, think I had the gecko. I, I mean, the gecko was there. but <laughs> I had roaches <laughs> at my last apartment, but um, I wouldn't call them pets. No, but... Um, <laughs> no, but... Uh, do the things with dogs in this neighborhood... Abner. His name's Abner. Yeah, I'm your, glad... Your, your, your roach, his name is Abner. I don't mind. Fuck my roach. But anyway, whatchamacallit, the people that walk around this neighborhood early in the morning with dogs look so fucking pissed off. I don't like those people. Yeah, well, it's off like, dog it's like walkers. five o'clock in the morning, like uh, walking their dogs. Oh, three dog walkers. Oh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you you're like kind of nursing it. I yeah, was. Right, I, gotta, another, I gotta darken it up, man. Yeah, we're good. You had a lot of ice in there. Well, I. I That's why I didn't choose that glass. It's so deceptive. It's big. Oh, you think? Wait. So oh, no, wait, it's this fucking. Is bit. It's massive. This that's a lot of. You want to fill it up to like there. Like this glass is like all down here, man. That's a big glass, man. So I'm drinking more than you. Of course. I feel like I am. I, I feel pretty. Uh, I feel pretty toasted. You mm. feeling toasty? I'm feeling toasted. Oh my goodness. Mm. But do you like it? The Havana. <clears throat> it's been a while since I've had um, rum. <laughs> Especially Havana Club. Why is it called Havana Club? It's like a, a group. And we are back. Um, Daryl, before we leave, I want to know more about construction and your event happening on the 3rd. It's in Shinjuku, mm -hmm. near, I guess, Gyoen Mai, whatever, the station. And it's at Gyoen Sound. So if you search on Google, Google for Gyoen Sound, you'll be able to type in English, but you're going to get some kanji and katakana but it's a venue they got beers we're doing a a live event which is basically a new style of improvisational jazz based electric music so it's not going to be necessarily jazz the way you might think about it but we're trying to use sampling and and a lot more modern elements with this type of music so it's it's cool it's a new idea and we got a nice cool band. We got a five-piece band that's going to be playing. We might have mm. some some MCs if we can get some people who are willing to come down and just spit some verses. I know um, some people. Yeah. So, but it's it, it's a three thousand dollars suggested donation. So it's not you don't have to pay to come. It's it's open. Wait, um, did you say three thousand dollar? Oh, I did. I said three thousand dollars, yes, because it's three thousand yen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I just always think I always think that way. But no, three thousand yen is what thirty bucks or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. 3, yeah. It's like twenty-five dollars. You know, I got to pay for the venue. I got to pay for the people. So it would mm. be nice if people could 
could chip in for that. But could pay three thousand dollars. It'd be pretty sweet. But uh, three thousand well, yen. Three thousand dollars would be great because then everything's paid. For. <laughs> Everyone's just like, "Fuck, dude!" It's doing. Then it's great. It's going to charity, right? Then it's great. <laughs> Somebody gives me three thousand dollars. Everything's fucking good. Nobody has to do shit. Like this guy paid. <laughs> the bills paid for. I hope somebody listening to this podcast heard that. And they're like, well, there you go. three thousand done. I don't. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have. A, I got PayPal, but you know, whatever. But it's not. That's not the. That's not the important thing. Mm-hmm. The important thing is that I'm trying to do this. This. This thing with music that I've been trying to do for a long time. That's cool, man. So this is the first manifestation, I guess, in a live format. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to get some cameras there. We'll try to get some interesting lighting if we can. Mm-hmm. So to make it a little bit more interesting, if we're going to do videos, but. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's it's live. It's originals and maybe mm-hmm. some covers, but mostly originals. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to put together about six to eight songs mm-hmm. in two sets. So about three each. Mm-hmm. And you can come and check it out. I hope you would come. I'm definitely going to be there. Fuck yeah, dude. Absolutely. And I will definitely donate 3,000 yen. Dali yen. Delarian. Delarian. Everybody should give us $3,000. Delarian. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Sons in it. It is Sons in Delarian. <laughs> We're too I should, fucking I should, drunk. I should just speak uh, Japanese from now on, and then, then I won't make the mistakes. Dude, there I, is I no should three thousand. I should just not speak at all. <laughs> if I don't, if I stop talking, I don't make any mistakes. <laughs> I, I, you know what's funny? Like I haven't, yeah. I haven't really done a podcast with a video because it's always just been voice. Uh huh. And I'm trying to figure. You, out you, where you got a good voice. I'm trying to figure out where I should look. The camera's over there. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. It's right there. It's well, no, right that's, the, that's the thing, like, because I can't see it. Even if I knew it was, like, near, it was, like, a green light, I'm, I'm assuming it's close to there. Yeah. But, like, I can't just stare at that green light. I don't talking. stare at the green well, light, no, it's dude. Just, it's just weird. I, I'm mostly looking at you, you know, because like, well, I'm talking, and, and, I'm talking and, with you, so I'm, like, looking at you. And that's funny. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'd rather turn this way. Like, I'm like, oh, there's a camera. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, like, when I when I look at the camera thing, I, I just look, because there's an image of me, I look at myself. I don't know why. Does it mean I'm a prima donna or a narcissist no, or some it's, shit? It's, I don't know. It's what you're familiar with. You're like, wait, is that what you're like? That's what I look like backwards. Oh, I don't want to look at that guy. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Wait, is it backwards? I don't think well, it's no, backwards. Like, is this it backwards? Is, no, because you're on the right. If somebody was looking at us, you no, would but be I'm where on I the, am. No, no, but I'm on the left. So I'm on the left. Yeah, you would be like. No, I'm on the right. That's what I mean. You would. Be oh, it's backwards. If we were looking at us, we. I, you would be over here. <laughs> oh, dude, fuck this Havana Club fucking rum shit, dude. It's fucking with my brain, dude. Thank God we're not talking about numbers. I put a little something, something in there for you. Oh, jeez, Louise, great. Oh gosh. Seven I'm, years plus a little something, something. Something, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope it's water. <laughs> something I need to drink right now, dude. For how drunk I am. Oh yep. gosh. I, I, mm-hmm. I had fun, man. I'm, I'm glad I actually got to do this. I am glad you actually got good to come questions. on here. Good questions. Oh, great questions. Yeah, I, I was just talking. But uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> Daryl Baker, thank you so much for coming on to Got Fitted Japan and being here in the Got Fitted Japan studio and hanging out with uh, the Got Fitted Japan faders. We all appreciate it. And we know exactly where to go in the future and how to support you. Um, can you like give me all your links for all your future shows and uh, like 
like if you got like a you've got a patron you don't have a patron but a future patreon or paypal or any which way that the faders can support you that'd be awesome or ways for people to contact you future patreon (laughs) i don't know what that means but yeah let's do it that's just fucking hilarious no my my nickname is katsu katsu's future patreon there we go that's where we're going no but no i don't have a patreon account no i don't have anything like that but Mm. i do have gigs coming up you do yes Tuesdays, Thursdays. So Tuesdays, I have gigs in Havana in Hiro in Havana yep. 1950. Thursdays, fucking love that R- place. RJ and Ropongi on Thursday nights. That late, place is awesome too. That's a late night thing. So we start around late night is good times. They got karaoke. It's fucking dope though. It's fucking it fun. And yeah, they do have karaoke. That's right. That's, yeah, that's what that place is. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, and then good people. On the thirty first, I'll probably be playing at R three. Mm-hmm. Um, April first, I'll be playing at All of Me Club. Mm-hmm. And the second, I'll be playing at the Beer Festival in Shimo Kitazawa. Fuck yeah! And then April third is the debut of Construction, which is my new project, and I would love to see a lot of people there and enjoying and just checking it out because it's new and. It could be way more interesting than I'm even giving it credit for because it's going to be It will be. Don't say could. Say would. It's going to be open. No, it's going to be open, so we don't know what's going to happen, but I Mm -hmm. hope you stop by and enjoy the experience. I'll definitely be there. I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely. Kampai, man. Kampai, motherfucker. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. It was fucking a great episode, man. And uh, Faders, definitely check him out. Check out everything. All his links. Go to all his events and stuff. They're always a great time. I've been to his shows. They're great. I booked him. He's amazing. It's always a spectacular time. You can't go wrong. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning thank in to this man. very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. And thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, man. I appreciate being here, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Now let's like really drink. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this fucking rum paced, pussy we've been, shit. We've been pacing ourselves. So. Yeah, let's go to the bar. Cheers, green light. Yeah. All right. See you later, faders. Peace. Peace. My little brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.